TikTok right now really is the place to go for high engagement and high organic reach, which is fantastic for us business owners. So TikTok really is what Instagram was, let's say eight years ago, because Instagram is 10 years old. And it was still possible to do that on Instagram to grow a big audience organically with the same effort that it today takes to just sort of keep afloat really and not be growing significantly. I mean, TikTok is growing with eight users every second and it's experiencing an exponential growth. And I think the biggest mistake that we can do right now with TikTok is kind of write it off. The Audience Growth Podcast exists to help you learn how to use organic marketing. That's marketing that costs nothing or very little to grow your business. Because far too frequently, small business owners spend lots of money on advertising without getting the results they were expecting and hoping for. Maybe that's happened to you, but it doesn't need to be that way. So every week, we dive into strategies to help you grow a business that's here for the long term, sometimes on solo episodes and sometimes on longer guest episodes like this one. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by my good friend, Jess Oddsley. Jess and I met in an online community, going back to my constant recommendations of being a joiner can pay off in so many ways. And Jess is a social media strategist with a particular penchant for TikTok. So on today's episode, we're going to dive into some of the nuances of the platform and also whether you might want to think about getting in on the action. Jess, welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. Could you please introduce yourself and give our listeners a brief outline of what it is that you do? Of course, yes. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on here. I'm so excited. I am an avid listener to your podcast. I binge it all the time, so it's super exciting to be here. Oh, great. So I'm Jess, and I have a background in PR and communications, actually. Over 20 years in PR and communications for big brands such as Disney and Discovery, But in the last five years, I've worked in digital marketing. So I started by building my own business called Rock Social and started out doing social media, really. So strategies, organic, then went into pay, then went into digital strategies, SEO and SEM, and ended up actually leading an agency of 14 team members across four continents. And that business got acquired. So now I'm starting my new adventure, which is my agency, We Have Agency. And I'm working with a couple of other team members. And we're just at the beginning of our journey, really. Fantastic. Now, as we both know, marketing is absolutely littered with jargon and acronyms. So just in case anyone's listening and wondering what SEO and SEM are, could you explain quickly? I know it happens so easily as well. It's like, all the KPIs, the key performance indicators and all the metrics and things like that. But SEO simply is search engine optimization. So what can you do, which is free of cost to make sure that your website is found by Google's little crawlers, as I like to call them. Basically, Google crawls all the website for new content and quality content and fresh content. And that's what SEO does. So in the background, you can really optimize your website on page and technical SEO. And SEM is search engine marketing, which generally refers to Google advertising. So when I search for marketing services, 
Edinburgh, you might come up as an organic result, or you might choose to have your agency at the top of the page one. And that's what search engine marketing is. Perfect. Thank you. And I personally think that this is going to be increasingly important. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, I think what we do have to realize as business owners is that marketing, and let's face it, it's mainly digital these days, but of course, there's traditional types of marketing as well as events and so on and so forth. But digital marketing is becoming increasingly important. I think there was a real shift when COVID came because a lot of people went online and realized and the general audience pattern of behavior has changed. So we see people working from home a lot more. We see people using the internet in new ways that we didn't have before. So digital marketing has shifted and become much more important. And making sure that you're seen is really where we start first. And you can do that through, and I know you're so passionate about teaching how we can do this organically because there's loads of opportunities out there if we just are willing to learn and apply and we can then grow our audience. And I think that it's going to grow even more in 2023 because we're not competing as business owners just with our competitors. Don't focus on your competitors. We're competing about the attention of everybody everywhere. So that's the challenge that we have. That is such a great point. And actually, I started this podcast in February 2022. And one of the very early interviews for anyone who wants to go back and listen, I believe it was episode three, was with Gavin Quirk, who is extremely senior in the marketing team at Netflix in LA. And he said exactly the same thing. Don't look at just the people in your niche. You know, Netflix is not only competing with Disney and other on-demand channels, for example, it's competing for everybody's attention. So I love that we've come almost full circle. (laughs) That's full circle. And it's highly complimentary to me that you would say that I echoed his words. I mean, obviously he was heads above the curve there, but uh, yes, I do believe that that's very true. I agree with Gavin. And I think that as business owners, mindset really is the first place to start. So even when you start thinking about, you know, who are your competitors? What is your market? Who are your ideal clients? We need to address our mindset first. And one of the things that I think is so important when it comes to mindset is like not focusing on your competitors. Sure, be aware of them and analyze them, see what they're doing, but stay in your own lane. That's really, really important. Yeah. And don't get sucked into thinking that they're doing much better than you because it's not always as it seems. Yeah, that's very easy, especially as a woman running a business. I think in general, we're quite susceptible to that, always looking our shoulders and looking, oh, she's doing so much better than me and so on and so forth. And the image that people present on social media, trust me, it is not true. Nothing is true on social media. (laughs) Very true. Okay, so I feel like we jumped straight in there and we went really deep. I'd like to kind of zoom out a little bit. Yes, This podcast is all about using organic marketing to grow an engaged audience and a channel that's getting a lot of attention right now, of course, is TikTok. Now, Jess, I know your love of TikTok has grown recently. Can you tell us what you love about this channel in particular? TikTok right now really is the place to go for high engagement and high organic reach, which is fantastic for us business owners. So TikTok really is what Instagram was, let's say, eight years ago, because Instagram is 10 years old. And it was still possible to do that on Instagram, to grow a big audience organically with the same effort that it today takes to just sort of 
keep afloat, really, and not be growing significantly. I mean, TikTok is growing with eight users every second, and it's experiencing an exponential growth. And I think the biggest mistake that we can do right now with TikTok is kind of write it off and say that it's really just kind of a kid's platform or it's for young people, so on and so forth. It really is growing in such an amazing rate and in so many different ways as well. I think it was Ed Sheeran who said that regardless of what your interest is, you will find it on TikTok. If you're into bird watching or you're into, you know, refurbishing old instruments or whatever your interest is, there is value there for you. Everybody on TikTok is a creator. Everybody. They're creating valuable content for their audiences. And TikTok is fascinating to me because it really goes back to the start of what social media is about. We go to social media as human beings because it's a lot about basic human psychology, right? The social part in social media. So TikTok really goes back to those basic values of why am I here? What am I doing here? And it's really because I'm looking for information. I want to be entertained and I want to learn. I want to be inspired. And that's what TikTok does so very, very well. So regardless of what your service or product is, there's definitely ways of creating content and growing on TikTok. And that all sounds really exciting. What I'm seeing, we're recording this in early December 2022. And particularly at this time of year, what I'm seeing is people obviously making their plans for next year, their marketing strategies, thinking about what they're going to do. And I've noticed some people saying, it's a hard no to TikTok. I don't have space for another channel. I don't have time. Personally, I think that, and I'm definitely not pointing fingers because I don't use TikTok as one of my main channels either. But I wonder if, based on what you said kind of at the start of our conversation about TikTok, where you said everybody on TikTok is a creator and they're all creating valuable content. I wonder if that feels like pressure to a small business owner. How can I A, turn myself into a creator and then B, how can I make sure that my content is valuable? What are your thoughts? So chances are that you are already a creator, (laughs) but you just don't see yourself as such. If we're selling services, for instance, I know a lot of your audience are small business owners selling services. It really is that you're always creating value because our audiences, people have become so savvy. The customer journey back in the day used to be a few touch points along the road and then it was time for conversion, i.e. sale. Now the digital journey is much, much longer. We're needing like 10, 15 touch points to build that know, like, and trust until people will finally purchase. So chances are that you're already creating content. And I think it's about accepting that that is a part of running a business. Either you're in or you're not. So SEO, for instance, that we talked about, social media, those are examples of tasks that will never go away. As long as you're running a business, you will be doing that. Unless you're like, social media is not for me. SEO is not for me. I don't want to be found. But other than that, I think we have to accept that this is something that is not a task that ever can get a tick to it and it's done. So chances are you're already a creator. You're just not seeing yourself as such. We know on Instagram, a lot of people are on Instagram and I know a lot of people listening to this are on Instagram. You're already creating content. This is my top tip, if I may, is that if you're already creating reels, start creating content for TikTok, pop it on TikTok readjust it slightly and then pop it on Instagram because the difference is not so big. If you do it the other way around, I'm focusing on reels and then I'm taking that and I'm putting that on TikTok. 
people will not like it. And the reason is because TikTok is a very particular environment and it kind of, it has to be TikTok. You have to be native. If it sticks out in a non-TikTok kind of way, people will see that. So I see that a lot on the paid side as well. So they take an ad that's on Facebook and pop it on TikTok. Does not work. Okay, so let's drill into that, Jess, because I think that's really interesting. So if you're creating something for TikTok first, and then you're going to have to adjust it slightly for an Instagram reel, what would you be advising people to look at adjusting or focusing on on TikTok and then adjusting for Instagram? First of all, if you are feeling that TikTok is not for you, start an account, start looking at content, be really careful in the beginning what you follow, and then look at what people are doing on TikTok. Because even if you don't want to be there, there's tons of ideas for reels on there, right? There's tons of creators who are creating content for tips and and how to grow and all of that stuff as well. So do that so that you can understand the platform. That is really, really key. You have to understand TikTok and what works natively. And then I would say, there's not a lot that needs to be changed to Instagram because most TikTok content actually works on Instagram. What you do not do is you leave the TikTok watermark because the Instagram algorithm will see that it's TikTok content. These are competitors, okay? Reels is Instagram's way of taking a successful platform like TikTok and making their own, just like stories is is their Snapchat. That's their business strategy, okay? But so don't take the watermark, but just create content, pop it on TikTok. I don't see, it really depends on what kind of content it is to be able to say, but TikTok style is a lot about transitions, a lot of swift moves. But I mean, you can now do 10 minute long TikToks. People do a lot of things where they talk about historical events or things like that. People want to learn, you know, and then it's really about the value first, not the product. Yeah. So don't talk about this is the service I sell or this is the product I sell. Talk about the value. What does it do? How will it change the lives of your ideal client? and speak to them because they're the ones. So again, we have to go back to really understanding and getting under the skin of your ideal client. Yeah, love it. And actually, I think it's interesting that you said to be careful about who you follow on TikTok. When I was down in London recently, I met up with Katie, who's on my team, and she's a good, I think she's about 20 years younger than me, in fact. And I said to her, here's my phone, please go onto my TikTok and follow some really great accounts that I should be following. So I don't think there's any shame in asking for help or getting people who are more familiar with the channel, who are in that demographic, who've almost grown up with TikTok now, you could say some of them. God, no shame (laughs) at all. It's a smart business move. Absolutely. I think honestly, as a business owner, the best thing we can do is always call on our trusted advisors around us. It is tough to run a business. So really it's about not being able to make all of those decisions on your own and being strong and independent. It's about calling on your trusted advisors around you and you're asking somebody who knows. And I think that's really clever. So when you're working with clients in your agency, how do you decide whether to recommend TikTok to them or not? Well, it really is about a lot of different kind of deciding points, you know. Are they looking to do it in-house or outsource it to us? What other platforms are we present on? Do I think that there's a possibility of their ideal client, their target audience that they are on TikTok? Can we create a really good content marketing strategy for them? You know, 
it's all about that. And I know that this show is about organic, but we also have to talk a little bit about paid because today, you know, Facebook, for instance, and more and more so Instagram are becoming kind of pay to play platforms. So as they're getting more and more saturated, you're competing uh, with millions of accounts in terms of like users attention. Do you have to then supplement your strategy with some paid activities? Not large budgets at all, mind, but maybe a little bit. So it's about that mix really. And is there a willingness from the client to explore? So it depends on if it's a big client with an unlimited budget, great, we'll find, you know, there's no reason not to be on TikTok because a lot of brands that you'd be really surprised have gotten big on TikTok are really, really huge. A couple of examples that are interesting for people to check out, I would say is Ryanair, who have done a very interesting content marketing strategy on TikTok and grew really, really fast. And then something that you probably won't expect to see is the Washington Post, which of course is a very kind of highly regarded daily newspaper in the US who very quickly adapted TikTok as a platform and created a ton of content and that became very big, very fast. And now they completely switched their strategy now that they have the audience attention. But in the beginning, it was a lot about working with what was working on the platform. So if I think that a client has content that can work or we can create content for them that can work on TikTok, it is a great place to be because there is amazing. Like people get just all this talking about going viral. Okay. You can get really, really good exposure on TikTok in the way that you cannot get anymore on Instagram. So what are the key metrics that you look at to decide whether a TikTok strategy is working or not? Just the same old ones really as with any social media platform. So follow a growth rate over time, engagement rate. And we always look at how one piece of content is doing whilst never getting kind of tunnel vision on one piece of content. Because as small business owners, what we often do is feel deflated if one post doesn't work the way that we kind of expected it to. So my kind of way of working is a circle of test measure, review, revise. And that kind of way you're working doesn't ever stop. So you have to test what time you're posting, what type of content, what style of content, all of these things. And then you measure that. Is it working? You know, growth engagement rate, an individual post, is it working? Are we getting engagement? All of those things. And then once we know that, we can then revise and keep working. So it's constantly adjusting. And that's why there are no ever, ever, ever any guarantees in digital marketing. So any agency that will say to you, I will get you X or I can deliver Y or I will work for free and all of that stuff. You don't want to work with those people because how can they promise that? The world is changing all the time and the landscape is changing all the time. And we really dig into the data and the data will kind of guide the way for us. So what do you think that a small business, maybe somebody listening to this with a small marketing budget can do to really stand out on TikTok right now? Depends on your product or your service. So dig deep and think about who is my ideal client and then create content giving them value. I know it can feel super daunting talking about it like this, but I would really recommend just getting on the platform, getting to know it, understanding what works, getting inspired and know that a lot of things are possible on TikTok. And Forget about what you've heard that TikTok is for kids or it's all about dancing and it's this, that and the other. I mean, six months ago, that's what people thought Reels was. 
that you had to point or you had to dance, right? (laughs) Or you had to do these things. It's not anymore, is it? You can do a set of 10 photos, time it to music. The point is, are you giving your audience value? That's really where it's at. And know that they're there to be A, entertained, inspired, or educated. So those are the three things that people are mainly on TikTok for. So start there. And I really think get on the platform, do it. Because the algorithm on TikTok and the algorithm on Instagram are completely different. And it's key to understand that. So the algorithm on TikTok is much more based around AI. So it will really analyze your behaviors and patterns in a much different way than the Instagram algorithm, which is not AI to the same extent as TikTok is. Also, it's more about machine learning. And it's also always looking at who are you connected to? Who are you following? Whereas the TikTok algorithm is more looking at how can I present content that I think that you would be interested in. It's much stronger, the algorithm. It's looking much more variety. And also one top, top tip that I have for small business owners who want to grow on TikTok, know that TikTok, if they haven't rolled it out yet where you are, they built very shortly. And it's about geography. It's about where are you locally based? So if you are running a business where you want to reach potential clients who are geographically located near to you, TikTok is going to be almost a must because if anything has shown with the algorithm is that this is going to be a top thing for geographically based businesses to keep their eye on. So yeah, get creating. I know it's scary, but here's the thing. Again, mindset, you know, put that aside and really dig into who are those ideal clients and look at what other people are doing and get inspired by it. I don't know about you, Jess, but I always think when I'm creating content, it's completely normal to feel scared about what you're putting out into the world. But the way that I try to judge my own content is to think, am I scared about putting this out because I think there's going to be no reaction, i.e. it's potentially dull and boring and beige, in which case I won't post it? Or am I scared to put this out because I think it might potentially conflict with some people's views, or it might be a little bit divisive, or it might make people think about me or my business differently, in which case I will post it and I'll see what happens. And like you say, test, learn, review, revise, because I think there's a big difference between just churning out content and getting over those fears and getting into the mindset, okay, I'm going to post content and then just churning out content and still feeling a bit scared because you think, oh, it might be a bit boring and nobody's responding. That's very different. Yes, you do need to look at what you're doing there. Whereas if you are getting yourself into that mindset, forcing yourself to share content and thinking, I'm still a bit scared, but actually I'm kind of nervous, excited, scared to see what happens with this. And probably some of it will still bomb. That's all right. At least you tried it, but some of it will take off and it might not be the content that you expect. But I think it's key to tune into why do I feel nervous about this? Is it because I just think it's boring? In which case, don't bother. Very true. I also think that maybe you are sitting on gold content, but you're just scared of putting yourself out there. And let's dig into that then, because I think that it is scary. Like human beings, like fundamentally, we are hardwired to care what other people think. We have to accept that that is the way that it is. So our caveman brains have not developed to a social media world. So being outcast, not liked, being outside the group is a real feeling. Let's not invalidate that feeling because it's real. And why is it real? Because back in those times at the beginning of man, if you were outside the community, that meant death. 
you know, you're outside the community, <laughs> you know, you're not protected anymore. You know, the saber tooth tiger will come and eat you. <laughs> and that really is a real feeling. And that anxiety is real. And we should really accept that that is a part of the way it is. So our brains really haven't evolved. Again, this goes back to kind of like the human psychology. So putting yourself out there in any way, shape or form, you know, standing on a stage or whatever is scary because you're vulnerable. You're making yourself vulnerable. And I get that. But I think knowledge is power. So knowing that this is the way that our brains work and saying to yourself, I know this is scary. I'm going to do it anyway. And what's the best that can happen? Not what's the worst. What's the best that can happen? Because the worst thing is that it bombs. Okay, so what? Yeah, exactly. What difference does it make? The learnings are there. So without failure, we're just never going to learn. If the red carpet had been rolled out for you and you're just going viral all the time, da, 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 you're not learning really. You know, it's the adversity in life, the adversity as business owners. That's what's actually teaching us. So and guiding the way of going forward. And I think that you have to lean into that because I know it's super scary and nobody really likes it. But accept that we're all like that. It's not just you. Yeah, completely. And also we've seen cancel culture happen. We've seen people be cancelled online. You know, we've seen big names be torn down and I'm sure we'll see that again. But for me, it's about making sure that you are being true to your own core values. Always. Yes. Always. Always. And then you're okay to take a risk because you haven't been untrue to yourself and you've done your best. Yeah. Gosh, we've got deep, haven't we, Jess? (laughs) <laughs> I know it feels like the world is watching though when you put yourself out there, but really the power is in your own mind. So really, what if something bombs? Like dig into what the real consequences of that is. And I think you'll find that that is actually just learning. The world's not going to explode. You just get a new chance tomorrow. You get a new chance with the next piece of content. So don't give up. Keep at it. Such a great piece of advice. So obviously we met through a community and I know how great you are at growing your network and building strong relationships. Is there any advice you can offer to the listeners on how they can build strong relationships in business and navigate life as an entrepreneur with a bit more support? Again, going back to mindset, I think networking, I think that's one of the greatest learnings. I mean, I had a long career employed by large brands and and working in a corporate environment. When I decided to start my business, my twin daughters were 18 months old and everybody around me told me I was crazy, including my own mother, who's now had to eat her words, as it were. (laughs) But one of the great learnings that I have learned is that I cannot do this on my own. Maybe there are people out there who can, but I cannot. I thrive on the energy of other people. I enjoy and need my trusted advisors. And networking for me has really been the best way of growing my business. I have gotten incredible opportunities to networking. So again, it goes back to putting yourself out there, taking a risk, getting out there, networking, whether it's online, because I did most of it online. I'm based in Sweden. I have a great quality of life, lived in UK for a long time, but now we're here. And I did most of it online and it's absolutely possible. I think again about mindset, what is possible for you? So much more than you think. So really it's about opening yourself up and being vulnerable, putting yourself in positions. I took on a lot of speaking engagements in the beginning and I was get absolutely scared shitless. Who's going to listen to me? What well do I have to say when there are experts who have done this for 10 years and I've done it for 12 months? Why would anybody pay any attention to me and so on and so forth? But pushing myself a little bit actually led to an incredible amount of opportunities and doors that I never knew would open for me. 
So networking really is key. And I think the only way to do networking is to do it and to put yourself out there. And you can start doing it in smaller, closed communities like the one that we met in. Nobody can run before they walk. So start small and then get more comfortable and and do it more and more, really. And you'll find most people do want to network. Most people are very social and are interested in, you know, don't wait for people to kind of come to you. Go to them. 100%. Be a joiner. And final question, and it's about staying up to date, because obviously we both work in marketing. You specifically focus on social media. You, well, we have to stay up to date with all the latest information across all the different platforms and channels. Can you share some of your favorite sources of info with our listeners? You know, I use social media journal a lot. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people also on Matt Navarra on Twitter is a really good one. If you want to get into like the nitty gritty, he usually talks about what's happening on the platforms so that you know. So some of it might not be relevant to you, but he's always a good source to go to. He has networking groups and so on and so forth. There's a ton of podcasts as well, but really, honestly, it's about being active on the platforms. And you're going to want to do that anyway, because you're going to want to not only be posting content, you've got to get engaged as well. So it's about following those accounts that are helping to keep you up to date. And I wouldn't write anything off such as TikTok without really trying it. So do that. And then on Instagram, also Adam Ozeri, who's the head of Instagram, he's always talking about all the major changes. So if you follow him, you won't miss a thing. He is really good source. So social media today, Matt Navarra, Adam Ozeri, those are my kind of top go-to tips. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you also for joining me on the podcast today, Jess. I know you're a busy woman and it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I really do appreciate it. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. See you soon. Bye. Well, what an absolute world of knowledge Jess has when it comes to TikTok. Thank you so much for joining us today. On next week's episode, I'm back with another guest. And this time it's the fabulous Laura McGuinness, who is the founder of, and I'm going to say this really carefully, Glass Glow Girls Club. This is an absolutely amazing community that is based around a Facebook group made up of women primarily from Glasgow and the surrounding areas in Scotland. But I've also been a member, I think, since the start. We can get Laura to confirm that. And I've delivered lots of workshops on their behalf. I just think that it is a brilliant community that Laura has built. She has used her marketing skills to grow it. And I see how much hard work she puts into making sure that it remains an engaging and engaged community for her members. So I'm really looking forward to that episode. And I hope that you will join us next Friday at 7am to learn all about how you could grow an engaged community like Laura's. Have a great week. Keep marketing. And I'll see you then. 